There's queer folk in Buckland, or so the saying goes. Looking from the outside in, though, it doesn't appear to be that different from the rest of the Shire. To the big folk, the little folk all seem rather similar, short and plump, abiding in holes or small houses, loving food and agriculture, wary of outsiders. But on second glance, the Bucklanders are outsiders. Wedged between the Baranduin River and the old forests, close to the Brandywine Bridge surrounded by a massive hedge, the land of the Brandybucks is a step towards the world of men, both geographically and socially. It's just river's length away from the rest of the Shire proper, but the ways and history of the place seem to create a greater distance. There's queer folk in Buckland, they say, so let's find out why. It's Buckland, and you are listening to Beneath Your Feet. So uh, why choose Buckland? I have a hunter and I have a champion. They're both actually level 15. And that's as far as I've gotten level 15. That's as high as I've gone. Um, So I just know it. And and of course, it's the Shire. I love the Shire. Arwen Kester is one of the founders of Middle Earth Network. She's the news director there and one of the hosts of the show Warriors of the Westfold. So the guys around Middle Earth Network uh, have been poking fun at you for your your newbiness as it pertains to Lotro? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. The other founders are all about making fun of my non-Lotro skills. <laughs> so how does that work around Middle-Earth Network? Are you, are they all Lotro players? I mean, is, or is it a good mix yeah, of, of nerds? Wow, really? Yeah, they actually... Um, little known fact, uh, John and Mark were the first people to kind of talk about Middle-Earth Network, the idea of it, and they met in Lotro. Well, that's cool. There you go. There you yeah. go. So yeah, their their um, love for Lotro kind of rubbed off on me, and they, you know they kept on talking about, oh, you gotta try it, you gotta try it. So I started last March, and I, I liked it. It just took me forever to get used to it. <laughs> for some reason, when the hobbits of Bree, led by the I would imagine robust and spirited Marcho and Blanco, set out for parts unknown to found their own land free from the big folk, they didn't bother to hang a left before the Brandywine River. Had they done so, never minding the odd forest that was there or the obvious defensive bonus of being settled on the other side of a river, the whole story of the Shire and thusly Buckland would have gone differently. But Buckland is there, surrounded by the high hay at the eastern frontier of the Shire. In 2340 of the Third Age, Gorondad Old Buck got restless. It's not clear why the Hobbit was so discontented with his life in the Marish, but something in the little fellow, his neighbors probably called it insanity, drew him across the river to found his own place. After what must have been a long while, Brandy Hall was built and excavated. Again, it's not specific in the text, but we can surmise that the name is derived from the Brandywine River being so very close to the settlement. To complement his newfound rulership over the place, Gorondad changed his name to Brandybuck, and the rest, as they say, is history. My guess is that old Gorondad had himself a large family and needed to upgrade his dwelling to accommodate the needs of ravenous hobbit children. Whether or not that was true at the start, it soon became reality as the Brandybuck family and thusly Brandy Hall grew. And as the family grew, so grew the little colony of Buckland. Our first glimpse of Buckland in the books comes when the four hobbits are crossing the river via Buckleberry Ferry. We see tinkling lamps and round lights from the round windows of Brandy Hall. Back over the river is a black rider, snuffling and searching for them, but they're quite safe. Mary informs them that the only other crossing is the Brandywine Bridge a full 10 miles north, 
And besides, there's the gate there on the northern side, and it's guarded. So you had been saying earlier that you um, you were at Crick Hollow recently. Yes, that's actually the farthest I've gone, I think, is Crick Hollow and the Old Forest. I like that, what they did with Crick Hollow, because it's, I mean, first of all, it gets pushed aside completely in the movies, but, but in the books, it's a pretty important place. Yeah, I was surprised, you know, um, I was actually uh, talking with one of my reporters tonight about it, and kind of searching i haven't i i make a point to read lord of the rings every other year that's a good habit and so this yeah so I, it's actually this year i'm due for another reading but you know i was trying to strain my mind back and in, into uh you know the fellowship of the ring and remembering all that and i do remember you know how you visualize it when you read a book you you just visualize right. it in your own way and so it was interesting to go into there and see you know frodo's house and uh and see the door that smashed in. That was funny. Yeah, and Fatty Bulger's hanging out there, scared. Yeah, he's hanging out. <laughs> uh, Brandy, Brandy Hall, that was pretty cool. On the southern side of Brandy Hall is the town of Buckleberry. Further south is the little hamlet of Standelf. And further still, at the angle where Willie Wendell feeds the brandy wine, is Haysend and the end of Buckland. All told, it is over 20 miles long from Northgate to Haysend, and all of it is sheltered by the Great Hedge. In the Lord of the Rings Online to spare our poor digital feet, it has been condensed and is much smaller than the Buckland of the Books. Brandy Hall is still there, of course, and Newberry and the Fairy and the High Hay and Crick Hollow, but it's all kind of bunched together, making it feel even more dense than it actually was. And Buckland was densely populated in Shire terms. It wasn't Tokyo or anything, but it was a lot of hobbits living in a rather small strip of land. The town of Buckleberry is nowhere to be found, but it's not entirely missed because they nailed Brandy Hall. It's huge. It's what I imagine Sam thought of when he was tempted to rule the world and build his own dark tower. Tall, speckled with windows and the curves of Hobbit-style awnings. Newberry by the North Gate is a mess because of the recent invasion by the Nazgul, who swept in like a gale and left when there was no ring and no baggins to be found. There is an overturned cart and many distraught hobbits and further south, the attack in the proximity of the old forest has prompted the training of some guards who swat at training dummies under the careful eye of their overseer. Buckland feels alive. I yeah. do remember reading that in the book and I definitely remember exactly how I visualized it. You know, them coming over the river and, and seeing the hill mm -hmm. and wanting to, you know, like that was going to be the place. And I remember them describing seeing the lights on Brandy, um, mm -hmm. on, on Brandy Hall. And it was pretty similar to what they had. Because Frodo lived at Brandy Hall in his youth right after his parents died. I know, yeah, sure he did. Mm -hmm. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Yeah, but one thing about Buckland is that they're obviously they're they're queer because they're not from Hobbiton, so they're just really weird weird hobbits living there beyond the river. And some of them actually go in boats, and they actually I, I don't know if you found this out, but I think if you cross um, Buckleberry Ferry, if you swim across there, you see two hobbits in boats, and they'll actually yell at you and say, "Get out of there, or you'll be drowned." <laughs> That's awesome. I haven't seen that. <laughs> I did notice, I did notice though, you know, when I was poking around there, uh, I actually went there in Lotro tonight and looking at it, just going over it. And I, I like the fact that they have hobbits there practicing archery and clubbing. They've got clubs. They're like, you yeah. should bring a club. <laughs> like, they're all ready for battle. 
Well, as you were exploring recently, were there any um, secret or, or less accessible parts that you, you maybe found? I mean, the only, the only like, secrety place, I don't know, around there, oof. The, uh, the old forest kind of freaks me out. Um, oh, yeah. The little log tunnel thing that goes into there. Um, yeah, I, that's I a cool spot. There and I about turned around. I was like, nope, going right back. <laughs> <laughs> Eerie music? <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that is a cool contrast, though, because you kind of go from cheery buckling at the edge of the Shire into, like, one of the creepiest places in Middle Earth. It is, and it's weird how, like, and I'll be playing and, you know, like, riding around on my horse and it's, you know, all happy and doo-doo-doo, light and hobbits, and then you go into something and it's like, it changes you, like, turn around, turn around. <laughs> Get me out of here. Something's after me. Well, as a, as a Tolkien fan and, and as a, a noobish um, Lotro player, you kind of have a good perspective because there are a lot of grizzled veterans like me who kind of lose their sense of wonderment at the game. Uh, so do you have any, any tips or anything that might help uh, the average Lotro player better appreciate Buckland? It's just neat to see, you know, you read the books and it's really neat to see that come alive. I mean, like I said, when I read the books, I remember Crick Hollow. I remember, you know, that whole part. But it's nice to be able to kind of meet the people that live there. And, you know, it's, it's neat to see that come come to life yeah. in, a, in a virtual world. Yes. But, um, yeah, I think it's really neat. Those hobbits that lived there were, to us, not really any different from their brethren in the rest of the Shire. The conservative, rather closed-minded folk of Hobbiton or Mickle Delving might have thought them rather strange indeed, but this all came down to one thing. Boats and boots. But mostly boats. So the pertinent difference is that, being so close to the river, brandy bucks are not afraid of the water, and the unruly steeds one needs to tame it. And because it's so muddy there in the river valley, they'll sometimes wear boots. Short of that, the Bucklanders are just as hobbity as you would want. They like large meals, family history, agriculture, ale and a good smoke. Smoke is an especially favorite pastime for the Brandy Bucks, as they are the only hobbits, or people so far as I know, that have taken the fight to the old forest. After many years of settlement, the trees of the old forest grew restive and violent, threatening the Bucklanders from over the high hay. And so the Brandy Bucks picked up some axes and some kindling and hacked and burned that edge of the forest. If you cross into the old forest, the bonfire glade remains there as a reminder of the Bucklanders' victory but it forever burned in the collective mind of the forest that hobbits were no good. Not far from the eaves of the old forest is the aforementioned Crick Hollow, and there stands, I think, a good and thoughtful addition to the game, one Fredegar Bolger, known to his friends as Fatty. Fredegar is oft forgotten and was not even featured in the films at all. He's the fifth wheel to the foursome of Frodo, Sam, Merry, and Pippin, the one who was too frightened and apprehensive to take on the quest of the ring after the unmasking of their little conspiracy. Instead, he stays at Crick Hollow to hopefully delay the inevitable. That is the discovering of Frodo's absence from the Shire. It's found out soon enough as Black Rider storm Crick Hollow, leaving old Fatty scared out of his wits. So if Buckland is strange, it can only be by Hobbit standards. From the outside looking in, the Brandy Bucks and their relatives are as kind and conservative and homely as the rest of the Shire to which they barely belong. The little strip of land between the strange and horrible forest and the Brandywine River is the slice of the life so revered by Tolkien's fans the world over. A simple life of home and cheer, family, and growing things. I say Buckland isn't queer at all. Well, anything else about Buckland? I think my favorite was Brandy Hall. I think that was really cool. Yeah. And, and Buckleberry Ferry. Buckleberry Although Ferry. I wish it would be working. That would be very cool. Yeah. 
We should uh, get a petition going or something. I would love that. That would be really cool. Be I will be the fairy person. I'll stand there. And <laughs> it's, it's been five <laughs> years, people. Come on. We need a fairy. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Uh, so before I let you go, let's um, let's talk about your show for a minute, because I uh, I will sure. confess that I, I've listened to it, but I'm not all that familiar with it. So tell tell us about your show that's on Middle Earth Network. Yes, Warriors of the Westfolds. We conquer the news every Friday <laughs> at nine. Yeah, <laughs> you can hear the chopper going on in the background. Um, nice. Yeah, basically, um, two of my Middle Earth news reporters, Lily Milos and Alorio Rudman. We talk about uh, the week's news and uh, top things going on, and we also just really kid around, basically. We always have some type of main topic that we cover. Uh, the last one we did, which was, I believe, two weeks ago, um, we did uh, Lord of the Rings trivia. From, that sounds uh, fun. Trivial Pursuit. Yeah, it was it was very hysterical. And that's Friday so, nights? Yep, Friday nights at 9 on Middle-Earth Network Radio. Okay, well, Arwen Kester, thank you for being on the show. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. <laughs> Good night. This has been episode 15 of the Beneath Your Feet podcast. Please send any questions, comments, screenshots, poems, songs, short stories, anything at all to shipwreck at lotrobeneathyourfeet.com. For more information on Buckland and links to this episode's music, check the show notes on my blog at lotrobeneathyourfeet.com. From there, you can view old screenshots and episodes, follow on Facebook or Google+, and subscribe on iTunes. Stay tuned, and thank you again for listening. My name is Shipwreck, and we'll see you next time when we go beneath your feet. Thank you.